You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. On yesterday's Locked on Kings podcast, part one of my conversation with CBS Sports NBA draft analyst Kyle Boone, we talked a lot about Moses Moody and Franz Wagner, their fit with the Sacramento Kings at that number nine range in this upcoming NBA draft. On today's Locked on Kings podcast, part two of our conversation focuses a lot on the other players that potentially could be available and their fit with the Sacramento Kings. Kyle shares a player or two that he thinks the Kings should absolutely avoid. Plus, we will talk about the hypothetical trade value of the number nine pick and whether or not Kyle thinks it's more worth it for the Kings to keep the pick or to try and trade it away. It's all on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On rooms. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento Sports Radio host for the last six, nearly seven years. I'm looking forward to covering season number eight for me as both an on-air host and multimedia journalist following your Sacramento Kings. And I'm looking forward to part two of my conversation with Kyle Boone. I hope you are as well. Had a lot of good conversation yesterday specifically about Moses Moody and Franz Wagner. If you haven't heard that, I encourage you to go back and check it out. Give it a listen. A lot of you sent in fantastic responses your thoughts on Wagner and Moody and, and who you'd like out of the two is actually pretty even, close to 50-50. In fact, I would say probably a slight edge to Moses Moody uh, over Franz Wagner if you had to choose between the two who the Sacramento Kings draft at nine. So those two seem to be narrowed down on the at least Sacramento Kings fan and certainly my own personal draft board when it comes to the Kings themselves. But on today's pod, we're going to go over a lot of other names talking about their potential fit with the Kings. Will they be available at that nine range? Like I mentioned in the intro, who to avoid as well, plus uh, the trade value of the number nine pick. I'm going to get out of the way so you can enjoy my conversation part two with CBS Sports draft analyst Kyle Boone. And we jump in talking about some of these other prospects that could be available. I'm going to fire three more names at you here pretty quickly um, and, yeah. and just to get your insight on them potentially for the Sacramento Kings. The first one is Corey Kispert, who was one mm-hmm. of the players that I selected for the Kings in my first mock draft that I did in our fun little. We did a draft lottery simulation followed by an actual mock draft with all of our hosts here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And I liked Corey Kispert. I, it was at number 10, not 9. The Kings fell to 10 in this scenario. Uh, and yep. I liked Kispert there um because of the fact that he he comes from a winning program, he's older, he seems like a guy that has a, a, a pretty high floor, you know what he's going to be, not the highest ceiling, it's just kind of a, a generic, you know what he's going to be type player, which makes sense the Kings could be interested in, uh, has the potential to be fine or decent on defense, I guess, and, and we know his, his knockdown shooting ability. So I wanted to get your thoughts on Corey Kispert, who you have at 15 in your latest draft. Uh, and then Josh Giddy uh, is another uh, prospect that I've seen 
get a lot of interest here in Sacramento. Uh, you have yep. him at number 11. And then finally, Keon Johnson is someone who I've seen uh, Sam Vecini's mocks as well as a, a lot of different mocks have Keon Johnson around number nine or at number nine for the Sacramento yep. Kings. Um, I'm not really high on the guy. It seems like you're not either. You have him at number 13, but I've seen mocks have him at number seven. Uh, so your opinion on all three of those guys in whatever order you want to go. Yeah, so we'll start with Corey Kispert, um, who I think I I feel pretty good about having, you know, in that early teen range. Um, so the difference between like Moses Moody and Franz Wagner, those two guys, I feel like okay, they're going to be plus shooters in the NBA. You know, they're going to be good three point shooters. They're also going to f- defend at a high level. Mm-hmm. Um, they have an obvious role. Corey Kispert to me is a he's a better shooter than both of those guys. Um, a lot of people think he's probably the best shooter in the draft. He shot 44% from three last season as one of the top options for a Gonzaga team that lost only once all season. And that was in the NCAA championship averaged uh, 18.6 points per game. Uh, I'm not entirely convinced that he's going to be as good a defender as Moody or Wagner. And so that's why I have him maybe a tad lower. Mm-hmm. Um, but the athleticism I don't think is really a question. He answered a lot of those questions um, at, at the combine. I think he tested pretty well. Um, he's always been a very bouncy athlete and, and uh, probably better than most expect. So he's a guy that I think would make a lot of sense on a team like the Kings. Um, but he makes a lot of sense on pretty much any team, anyone who's going to be able to shoot, you know, above 40% from three and rank in the 90th percentile or or better as a spot up shooter, you know, they're those type of players, especially with, you know, his size and um, what he proved at the college level at Gonzaga, they're going to have a role in the NBA. So um, another guy who probably has a really high floor and is going to be a contributor in the NBA, a guy who probably is going to go in the, in the lottery or somewhere in the mid to late teens. Um, number two on the list, Josh Giddy. I love Josh Giddy. Um, I think he's, probably appropriately ranked in in our mock draft um somewhere late in the lottery is probably where i have him going um different than all of these guys we've already previously talked about he is just uh, a jumbo wing who can create with the ball in his hands he he played um overseas in the nbl last season which is where um obviously lamella ball came from last year mm-hmm. um just a just a played point guard and, um, but at the NBA level is probably going to play wing. Um, just, uh, a guy who reminds me a little bit of last year, if you'll remember Denny Avdia, yep. a guy who, um, from Israel was getting a lot of buzz and ended up going in the top 10, um, just because of his playmaking, um, and his size was, was really intriguing. I think he's a better playmaker and better passer, um, Giddy is than Avdia. So for that reason, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he in, ends up going in the top 10, uh, just the, the passing and the creation and the vision that he has uh, really separates himself from other wings in this draft. He's not a, as good a shooter shot below 30%. I think there's some optimism that he will eventually become a better shooter. Um, but that right now, I think is one of the big questions probably keeping him from being clearly um, above, you know, the, the ranks of, of Wagner and, and Moody in this draft. He averaged seven and a half assists per game last season in the NBL, which is really, really good. And so I like his creation ability, but, you know, in terms of Kings fits, do you want Hallie and Fox and Giddy? Um, I guess you probably can't have too many playmaking options in the NBA right now, and especially 
um, with him potentially fitting in at the three would make a lot of sense. I'm just, I'm not entirely convinced of the fit, but I could definitely see it. Um, the third one that you mentioned earlier, um, and we can kind of recap after this, Keon, John, Keon Johnson, I'm laughing just because I'm still like in awe of his leaping ability. He set a combine record um, for the, for the vertical leap this past week by several inches. And um, he's just a freak athlete played at Tennessee last season, got off to a little bit of a slow start. He wasn't, you know, your, your typical one and done type player Um, started to produce a little bit better as the season went on um, showed off some incredible athleticism, had some stuff down the stretch of the season that was pretty interesting with the ball in his hands as a creator. I think um, in terms of, uh, where he's at right now, he he's still pretty raw. Yeah. Um, he's a guy who would make a lot of sense for like the Oklahoma City Thunder at 16 or the Rockets in the early 20s. Um, I doubt he goes that far, um, but a team that clearly wants to develop players and think longer term, the Kings, based off kind of reading the tea leaves here based off what you're telling me and, and kind of their, their recent history, they probably don't want to take someone who has, you know, more of a developmental timeline than mm-hmm. others. So wouldn't make a ton of sense for uh, the Kings to go with Keon Johnson at number nine, but they may not have a choice um, or they may not have a chance because it, there's a definite possibility that he is not available at number nine. So um, his range is, I think pretty wide overall uh, could go, you know, top, six uh top seven somewhere in that range um but could also go you know late lottery or even in the in the late teens uh don't have a totally great feel about it right now but um you know just six foot five pretty good creator incredible athlete um you put together kind of his physical profile and he's a guy who i think teams are probably going to fall in love and say okay in five years what can this guy be and uh you could probably talk yourself into this guy being a potential all-star so a uh, really interesting athlete and uh, a guy that I think is is right now probably rising on a lot of teams' boards. I'm going to sneak one more name in there. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Johnson out of Duke. Small forward, power forward, hybrid, uh, wing-type player. Another yeah. player that I've seen garner interest around that Sacramento Kings 9 range. Yeah, and another another one that I don't have a great feel on in terms of where his range is going to be. So uh, Jalen Johnson is an, is an interesting one. He was a five-star recruit coming to high school, went to Duke. And so you think, okay, he's going to be, you know, your typical Duke one and done, you know, just dominate at the college level and go on and be a top 10 draft pick. You know, that's, that was not the case for him. He, he really struggled at Duke last season, uh, played in only 13 games, um, was kind of boxed out of Duke's primary plans down the stretch of the season. Um, just, he wasn't super effective um, has some limitations offensively in the half court, which I think uh, really kind of raised some, some red flags, at least some concerns about how his game is going to look at the NBA level. Um, just uh, a guy who teams decided, okay, you're not really an offensive threat. We're not going to guard you. And uh, that was a problem for Duke. He ended up leaving Duke early, effectively quit the season and just decided I'm going to go train for the NBA draft. Um, it wasn't a great look, especially after multiple stays in high school with, with multiple different teams. And so, um, but overall, I still think this is a guy who is, you know, six foot nine ish, six foot eight, six foot nine, um, can be a really electric, uh, playmaker in the open court with the ball in his hands. 
Um, there's there's a lot of good passing ability that he didn't really get to show at Duke, but uh, going back to his prep days, I think is is pretty intriguing and impressive. Um, and so overall, um, yeah, there's there's a chance that you know at number nine he could be an interesting one. I'm not convinced that he's going to be a an impactful NBA player at least early on in his career. I think he's he's going to need some development based off what we saw at Duke. Um, but certainly a guy who I, I think still has a pretty high floor and and certainly a high ceiling um, just because of, you know, kind of the pedigree, the five star. And uh, if you want to try and just completely erase the Duke experience from your memory, uh, this is a guy who, you know, was in the discussion to go top five in this draft. So uh, could be an interesting value if, if uh, you know, teams decide to take a pick and, and try and take a bet on him, uh, you know, kind of in that lottery range. Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations around the league. You can find fans just like yourself for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. There are multiple locked-on shows and hosts that you can find on Green Room. I will be joining the app soon and will be hosting Locked on Kings content exclusively on Green Room for you as well. So go download the free Green Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, whatever you want group for the latest league updates. Again, I'll let you know when Locked on Kings is live on Green Room. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, I have two more questions for you. The yep. the first is one of my favorite questions to ask you every single year, which is a guy that, whether it's the Sacramento Kings or anybody, that you would say just avoid. Like, this guy, I don't think he's going <laughs> to translate or he, he comes with red flags or uh, it's just a, a bad fit for your organization. Whatever the explanation is, if, I, if, you, if I'm the GM and you're my advisor, who are you telling me just to, just to avoid or not because he's a bad guy or anything, just look the other way. It's not going to work. Okay, who was, who was the guy that I named last year? I Do you remember? I think it was, I can't remember. It might have been Anthony Edwards, but I think... Uh, you might be right. I think it was very hypothetical for Kings specific. I don't think it was like if you're oh, any team, avoid Anthony yeah. Edwards. I think it was like for the Kings, if he fell for some reason, he's falling for a reason, go a different route. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. Um, so this year, it's another guy in the Kings range. And um, it's not Kings specific, though. Yeah. I, I do think if, if I have a draft pick, I'm just going to avoid this player. And it's... Texas big man, Kai Jones. Okay. So um, here's, here's the pitch for Kai Jones. He's six foot 11. He's a sophomore played sparingly um, both seasons at Texas, but athletically um, just loaded with, with leaping ability, um, the body control, like all of that is super impressive. A guy who has, I think high upside, uh, loads of potential um, showed some good shooting touch made 38.2% of his threes last season on relatively low volume, um, showed some stuff uh, scoring wise. And as a, as a playmaker um, last season, I think, you know, you could talk yourself into, okay, this is this guy going to be like a six foot 11 wing at the NBA level, just kind of the movement and like the skill that he showed at least in flashes last season was, was really impressive. 
and, co- and combine that with, you know, just like the leaping ability, the way he can finish above the rim. Uh, he, he's, he's a really interesting prospect, a guy who I think is probably going to be a top 20 pick for that reason. Why I would avoid him. Uh, he needs to add strength. He's, he's got a real tall, but lanky frame. He's just an okay rebounder for someone who's six foot 11. Um, you would think, okay, just leap over the top of guys, especially with his leaping ability, but he's not that dude. He's not the guy who's crashing the boards and, and, uh, and, and getting rebounds for you. Um, shot 55% from the free throw line in conference play last season. Um, so the shooting touch, it's, it's okay. It's not great. Um, you, you kind of worry that the three point shooting last season was a little bit aberrational. Um, but just the type of guy who I think, okay, you can talk yourself into this guy, you know, in a certain range in this draft, um, is, is probably worth taking a gamble on. Um, but he's also a guy who, you know, may never play in the NBA or if he does play in the NBA, he's not very good. And so, you know, he's, he's probably a developmental project for a team that is is rebuilding would make a lot of sense. Um, overall, if I have a draft pick, I'm just going to avoid him. Um, he's a headache that, you know, he may end up being a great NBA player, but, um, overall, I think he's just someone that I'm probably just going to stay away from, especially if I'm the Kings, I would stay away from. Gotcha. Gotcha. Good to know. Well, the final thing I have for you, we've alluded to this a lot in our conversation here today, and it's the possibility of the Kings trading the number nine pick. And this is a question I've asked a bunch of different draft analysts and experts, and it's a strictly hypothetical type question, but it's more to kind of gauge what the general thought is on the value of a number nine pick in this year's draft. I think there's a 60 plus percent chance that the Sacramento Kings move this pick. I think it makes a lot of sense for the Kings to sh- shop this pick. We've heard reports that they are heavily shopping this pick in the hopes to maybe get a team to take Marvin Bagley and Buddy Heald or Buddy Heald, maybe even Harrison Barnes in the mix to try and get a veteran player or two that could come in and be that plug-and-play piece, that missing piece that the Kings need to get to the playoffs. If there's an option out there that's better for Sacramento to make that immediate impact than someone at the ninth pick in the draft, I think the Kings are really going to explore those options but in order to convince a team to take a player like buddy who's massively overpaid or a player like bagley who's just a walking question mark on uh, and, and unfortunately gets injured more than he actually plays yep you need to attach a pick of value to that so in your mind kyle a number nine pick in this year's draft compared to years past what kind of value do you think that has? Is it more value than normal for that range? Is it on par with what you'd expect? Maybe less this year because it's such a top-heavy draft? What are you thinking? Yeah, I think it's maybe a little bit better than um, than years past. We've already talked about where the, the strength of this draft is and where it kind of drops off right after six, right? Um, but I do still think there's a ton of really good players that are going to be available in like the seven to 20 range that um, honestly, I'm not an advisor for the Kings. If I was advising the Kings, I'd just say, stay put because, okay, here's your, here's your hypothetical. You want to try and package and get off Heald's contract, right? Or you want to get off Marvin Bagley. You decide, okay, we're done um, with the Marvin Bagley experience. That's fine. Um, and if you want to try and get a player who can contribute right away and, and deal, you know, one of those players in the pick, that makes sense. It makes sense. I don't think it would be a, a dumb decision, but I do think 
you have to look at what you could get at number nine in this draft. And I do think there are so many good players who could fill probably what you're looking for in the market at number nine that I'm not entirely sure that you have to part with a pick. Um, and so for that reason, you, I would probably just stay put at number nine. You could get a player on a rookie deal who you can control contract wise. Um, and you try and trade off healed and Bagley um, in another deal. But I do, I do think that number nine pick is super valuable. And so if you're parting with that pick, obviously you're going to try and package one of those players with them. I would be wanting quite a bit back. And I do, I do get that. Yeah. The healed healed deal would probably be some sort of salary dump, but I do think that it is valuable enough in this draft that you can start with a decently high asking price and think, okay, um, I can get a really good player with this pick packaged with one of these players. And if I'm the Kings, I would go into that knowing that there is a ton of value in this draft at number nine and um, just keep that in mind. So that's something to consider. Um, I don't, I, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do because there's a lot of teams that are in the lottery the, the Orlando magic have two top 10 picks and uh, they have enough firepower to either trade out or move up or, do whatever uh, the thunder have, you know, two uh, picks in the late teens at 16 and 18 that they could potentially pack package up. And so, um, yeah, this is exciting, man. Like this, this draft is uh, super interesting. And uh, the fact that, you know, the, the Kings could potentially be looking to trade that pick is just kind of another uh, keep an eye on it thing because it could be uh, could be a wild NBA draft. It is expected to be a wild draft, and in order to keep your mind and body right in the week's build-up to the draft itself, you need a Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the limited-time flavors that you can only find on BuiltBar.com. Some of their nine flavors include mint brownie, which is my favorite, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There are a few more, and most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar and only four grams of net carbs. Here's what I encourage you to do. Go to BillBar.com and order a mixed box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. You can try them all out, pick which ones are your favorite, and then order them specifically in your box on BuiltBar.com. But when you do order, make sure you use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. With baseball season in full swing, the NBA playoffs going on right now, you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL, all your UFC, MMA action. BetOnline has it all. Before the next pitch or tip-off, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information did I mention sign-up bonuses? Head over to the website. Use your mobile device. Sign up today. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. It's funny, Kyle. You're the third analyst out of three that I've had on that has said just stay put. Stick yeah. with the number nine pick. And what's funny is all yeah. three of you, including Chad Ford, said at number nine. Franz Wagner or Moses Moody, but especially Franz Wagner is yeah. a great pick for what the Sacramento Kings are looking for there. So it sounds like on draft night, if the Kings still have their pick, Franz Wagner is available at nine. It's getting close to universal. It's only three names, but I'm going to consider you guys universal. The universal opinion is 
hold on to the pick, figure out a trade for for Bagley or, or Buddy Heald another time and, and take the value that is Franz Wagner there. Uh, which Man, is- well, if, if I have the same opinion of Chad Ford, then I must be doing something right. Either that or I'm <laughs> listening to way too much Chad Ford, which is probably also true. But yeah, uh, he's, he's, the, he's the best. Kyle, you always do stuff right, and that's why I enjoy having <laughs> you on the, uh, the Locked on Kings podcast every single uh, summer, and, and I can't wait for the opportunity to have you back on, whether it's next summer or maybe later on this summer after the draft is over and we can look back at what the Sacramento Kings decided to do at number nine or, or if they trade the pick or move up, move down. Who knows? what the Kings are going to do. Uh, but Kyle, you and, and the great team over there at CBS Sports, you are all over uh, the draft every single year. Mock drafts coming out all the time. Before I let you go, is there anything that you're working on or anything uh, for listeners to keep an eye out for with your draft coverage as we get closer and closer to that fun day? Yeah, I've got um, so I've got a top 100 big board for CBS coming out. Should come out next Monday. Uh, so keep an eye on that. We'll have some movement. Uh, in our top 10 after the combine, I think we learned a lot about uh, Scotty Barnes is is moving up. Jonathan Kaminga may be moving down. Franz Wagner is probably going to move up in our big board. And so that is that is our personal rankings. That is not our here's where we project players to be. That is different from our mock draft. And so uh, that'll give Kings fans kind of an idea of where we personally rank this draft class and uh it's always interesting to kind of go back and look at our personal rankings because last year I think we, we hit on a few players and then there's some players where we just completely whiffed. Um, it's a, it's a good learning process for us, but yeah, keep an eye on that uh, next Monday and uh, that'll be something to, uh, to keep an eye on. So Kyle, I think your hit miss percentage on, on CBS sports is significantly higher than the Sacramento Kings is <laughs> over the, uh, the last 16 years. I think we are approaching. I think you're right. I think yeah. we're approaching now. If assuming Marvin Bagley doesn't get a second contract from the Kings, which I think is a pretty strong assumption, I think De'Aaron Fox is the only one since 2010 to get a second contract. And then I think it's three total or maybe four total if you include DeMarcus Cousins, Jason Thompson, and Francisco Garcia, who have gotten second contracts since 2005 or something like that. Uh, I, I have to confirm that. But it's just been a, a rough go. So maybe the Tyrese Halliburton pick last year plus a, a solid pick this year uh, can be the the turnaround that the Kings are looking for. But Kyle, you're yep. always you're always so generous with your time, my guy. I I, I say 15, 20 minute interview, and here we are going 40 minutes. No surprise there. I, I no, we're good, man. I appreciate you taking the time, man. Looking forward to doing it again soon. Of course. And one one uh, final note here from from our guy Chad Ford. Players with the longest wingspans relative to their height at the NBA draft combine. This is what we talked about earlier. Moses Moody was number one on that list at plus eight and a half inches. So uh, there you, go. you were right. Um, the longest plus wingspan relative to height at the NBA draft combine. So um, definitely an interesting prospect for sure. As Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard have proven, if you have long arms and big hands, you can play <laughs> basketball. So we'll, we'll That's see. exactly right. We'll see yep. if the Kings grab Moody, uh, Moody at that range or, or who they end up getting. But Kyle, thank you again so much, my friend. Yep. Looking forward to uh, chatting with you down the road, man. I cannot wait to have Kyle back on to recap what the Sacramento Kings do around this 2021 NBA draft. Let me know if you're excited as well to have Kyle back. He is not the first, nor is he the last NBA draft insider and analyst that I will have here on the Locked on Kings podcast, but he is for sure one of my favorites. Plenty to respond to there. If you want to, you can at Matt George Radio on Twitter. You can also find Kyle at Kyle underscore Boone on Twitter. And if you're not on Twitter, email me, mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. 
SportsMedia.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this conversation, your favorite prospects, your least favorite prospects, your trade targets. If the Kings were to trade the number nine pick, I would love to read them and engage in more conversation with you. Speaking of conversations, I'm very excited for the Thursday and Friday episodes of the Locked On Kings podcast. Another two-part interview, this time with Sacramento Kings insider for NBC Sports, James Hamm will join me on the Thursday and Friday episodes of Locked On Kings. We sat down and talked for an hour. Part one tomorrow is going to focus on uh, the Sacramento Kings and last offseason, this offseason, we talk about the Bogdan Bogdanovich decision. We talk about the possibility of trading and shopping the number nine pick. We talk about what to do with Marvin Bagley going forward. And then part two will focus all on the draft itself. So please join me for that. Until then, my name is Matt George. Have yourself a great day. Stay cool, especially if you're in the Sacramento area. It is hot out there. And I'll talk to you next time. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.